0: Uh, the execution down the stretch was as good as as good as we've had i thought it was really good um i felt I, I you know we we met as a staff at halftime and i don't know what the score was 43 all or something like that and and i just felt like we were getting great shots and i thought the best way that we could talk about it was what we talked about earlier in the day was our we didn't we weren't giving up transition baskets and you know we were doing a good job on the glass like we were really locked in we just weren't making anything and then we went on that stretch where we made some shots, and, you know, I didn't think they were any better um, than the shots we missed in the first half. They just went in.
1: Celtics beat the Atlanta Hawks 106 to 93 We're going to break it down here on the Garden Report, brought to you on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. Uh, Welcome to the show, I'm Jared Weiss, and this vested fellow right here is Jimmy Toscano from Comcast Sports Chili, in New England. Man. You know,
2: they're, uh, they're making ice It right actually there, is like 20 so, degrees
1: yeah. colder than it was about an hour ago. I'm so, feeling good now, though. Yeah, I'm, liking, I'm, I'm feeling the jacket here. My arm's not nice so much, and Body's All right, well, it, I mean, <laughs> your, your arms might not have been hot, but the Celtics were. They were shooting the ball really well tonight. Second Pretty well tonight in the second half. Yes. They took 103 field goal attempts.
2: Nuts. And Compared it was pretty crazy. Hawks, 76, I
1: think. Uh, 76, that's right. So okay. 27 more shots Nats. than the Hawks. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty. That's like an entire quarter's worth of shots, basically. Yes. It's pretty amazing. But uh, Isaiah Thomas, who scored well tonight, and he didn't shoot the ball 50%, but he was still relatively efficient. He was
2: efficient. huge in the second half. Huge in the second half. half had shot. A
1: ton of assists in the Be second half. The yeah. He was passing the ball really well tonight. His ability to get into good positions, whether it was like short little pick and rolls where he would kind of take a couple dribbles and kick back to the guy behind him. What I really loved, especially he did earlier in the game, was the kind of Rondo or Steve Nash type plays where he would dribble around the entire yeah. defense. He would poke his head back out in the middle of the paint and then kick it to a elbow shooter. And we're seeing a more well-rounded Isaiah Thomas passing the ball at least since he's been in the starting lineup.
2: Yeah, it's it's when you look at his stat line maybe in the first half and he's like 3 for 12 or something You're like ooh, but he does he's not just a shot chucker. He does make some nice passes My favorite pass that he made I think it was to Jay Crowder But he drove to the lane and he went around the defender dish to two of the streaking Celtic I believe it was Jay Crowder mm-hmm. and easy He layup. did it in midair easy too. Layup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he went up make it seem like he was going for a layup went under the defender wrapped it around him. That was a great, but that is a pass that Rondo used to make. You know, those yeah. types of passes that would be like, he's the only guy in the league that can do that. Rondo's the best. We were gonna put up with all this crap. Oh wait, like some of these other guys are actually pretty good too. And I think as Isaiah Thomas, what he gives you on offense is much more than what Rondo could give you on offense. And he does have that ability even though he does shoot more, so there's less opportunities for some of those assists, but when he does actually get into assist mode, he can make some pretty flashy passes.
1: Great Boston media impersonation, by the way. Thank you. You really, you really nailed it. I, out was in the only, class- I was
2: only impersonating myself. <laughs> yeah, it was a
1: cl- kind of the classic Comcast <laughs> Sportsnet editor impersonation <laughs> there. Um, you know, and Isaiah was really good at passing the ball, but they ran a lot of sets that they executed well tonight. I, th- I felt they did more than usual. There was one particular play that happened in that huge 10 nothing run to end the game mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter, where they s- they inbounded to the Jay crowder jay crowder has at the top of the key and amir johnson starts to set a pick on the left side but jay crowder does what jay crowder does best and he just drives beelines for the hoop down the right side you're thinking this is going to be a mess and then he spins around at the last second after he's got three guys up in the air, and there's Amir Johnson on the, on that oh, yeah, delayed yeah, pick yeah. and roll right there, and he finishes over Paul Millsap or Al Horford, I forget which one. But that was really indicative of the Celtics' execution tonight. A lot of really nice deceptive plays. A lot of guys making plays that are not, aren't necessarily their role.
2: No, and I think that execution down the stretch. I think steven said that was probably the best. That was the best they've done this season towards the, at the end of the games. And obviously, I mean they. Pr- in the last three minutes of the game, they outscored them ten zip. They didn't let the Hawks score a single point. But yeah, it was that like making that extra pass, you know, not just rushing in the shots, not just, you know, one and done and getting back, you know, trying to get back on defense. These guys really worked the ball around, and moving it left to right, they're not just going forward with it. and I think that really that really was the difference in this one.
1: All right, let's go to the grand sand play of the game, our new sponsor, Grand Sand, from fans in the stands. You're at a game, film it on your phone, upload it to Grandstand, and of course, you can go to Grandstand if you're not there and see the first person point of view from all the fans in the stands. So go to the Grandstand app in the App Store or download at grandstand.me. Take a look at this play. Zach Randolph with the put back to win the game for the Memphis Grizzlies. Huge winner for them tonight. And we don't I mean they have. Know they came I know, right? We don't have a segue into that game because we're talking about the Celtics. <laughs> and we talk, let's talk about a guy that filled a similar role for this team tonight, uh, Kelly Olynyk. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I was like, oh boy. We'll, we'll talk about How that guys um, another We'll work.
1: talk about the putbacks and rebounding <laughs> in part two, but I want to talk about Kelly Olynyk here quickly before we go to part two. He had one of his best games of the season, and he's clearly more confident and more consistent so far this season. And it was Jared Solinger who talked about his improved maturity that last year, if Kelly had a bad yeah. game, he could have been down for three games in a row. But Let's this year. This year, he's bouncing right back. He had a mediocre game last game. He comes out tonight. He had three catch-in-two-threes tonight, which which was exciting to see. Seeing him coming, kind of, he was running actions like a shooting guard was running. Yeah. He was running like Kyle Corver type actions. Seven feet tall. That's, uh, that's pretty huge.
2: No, and and he he's a guy that doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. I mean, that can drive some people mad, but... When you do get into these ruts, you don't want to get too down on yourself. When you get hot, you don't want to get too too confident or cocky in yourself. You want to stay an even keel. That's Olenek. And the thing I really like about Olenek is he seems to be very content with his role coming off the bench. And so far this year, we've had guys going in and out of the lineup. Every single day, there's a different starting lineup. But it's been pretty but it's been consistent that Olinik is the guy off the bench now obviously he missed the first game he was a little cold the first couple of games but since then I mean he had a great game tonight and he had a, another great game earlier last week I think it was in Washington mm-hmm. everyone had a good game in that game but see right. him particularly coming off the bench I mean he really does give them you know that next level of, of bench production when he's on his game when he's stepping into those three pointers that's what they need him to do when he comes in there and stretches the floor like that and he also has that inside outside game going on so I, I really liked what I saw out him tonight, and uh, they need more of that going
1: forward. You know, the catch and shoot threes were great, but the biggest play for him was he actually had a nice post move. He had a he, mm. he got a lot of Go mismatches with team. Thomas Feloša was trying to cover him, and you know Thomas Feloša is a great defender, but he's also a lot smaller than Kelly yeah. Olinick. It's a tough matchup for him. So Kelly got got the ball, put him on the block, backed him down, then had a nice little spin move to the inside where he flipped up a little finger roll underneath him. La, I don't. I hate to do this, but Al Jefferson. It was a very okay. Al Jefferson-type okay. move compared hey. to the God of post as long moves. As it's Dirk,
2: I'm so sick of the Jerk Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moves, so. But it, was, it was
1: nice to see Kelly actually making low post moves because we don't really see those very yeah, often, no, even though don't. in the summer league he was out there like Al Jefferson. But he gets the mismatch, and we're hoping that more and more throughout the season they'll be able to identify times where he gets the mismatch and they'll be able to post him up. So let's go to part two here. We'll be right back. This is the Garden Report on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog.
3: Yeah, you know, I, I try to find a way, you know, every game to just just come, come to, with energy, you know. And uh, today, you know, I had the rookie Terry bring uh, his boombox and play some music in the locker room just to get everybody's vibe on and everybody's energy up. You know, cause we come here like four hours early you know, just to get everybody going. What you guys listening to it?
4: Uh,
3: future, a lot of Drake. You know. Uh, Five, it great we to use it. Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Effort. effort. We had we had the we had
5: the attitude, the effort to go after them rebounds, and understand that you know if we get our hands on them we're gonna we gonna keep it. And uh, we, we played really really well. Um, we did a lot of great things well, but you know we can't really harp on this in this one game. Got to move forward.
1: All right, we're here for part two now. Let's talk about rebounding. So I made the Zach Randolph comparison earlier in part one. The guy that really. Guy that has been playing like him is Jared Solinger. He has yes. been throwing that I'll meat you around. That. You that. He's got three straight double doubles now. I mean, he's been boxing out well, and he really. Sully gonna get paid. That's right. He's gonna get paid. I don't know if
2: we talk about selling next year. Not because I don't like him, but I just think maybe he's gonna get more money elsewhere.
1: That's probably true, but. You at this know, rate, anyways. At least in the last few games, he's been earning his keep. And tonight, I thought he boxed out better than any game so far this season. He was the most effective rebounder he's been all season, even though, even if the numbers aren't necessarily the highest that he's had so far this year. But with his boxing out, he allowed guys like Jay Crowder to come flying in there. Jay mm. Crowder had six offensive rebounds tonight.
6: No,
2: those those two guys, Sully, actually, and I'll throw in Amir in there, those guys yep. brought the energy tonight. And Sully's been bringing it all all season I think he's been their most consistent player you know on both ends of the court and that's why he's earned his spot in the starting lineup that's why no one's complaining about his weight because when you start playing well you can handle that weight his conditions up there doesn't look like
1: a problem right now it's
2: not a problem because he's playing well his conditions where it needs to be maybe it wasn't they needed to lose at physical pounds you just need to get that wind up you need to be able to play late in the fourth quarter or wherever it is and, and and dive for that loose ball and grab that extra rebound and he's been doing that and I think I think he's pretty happy with his, how he's feeling right now and how he's playing right now, too. And, yeah, there's the energy from Sully tonight, the energy from Crowder, uh, six offensive rebounds, um, you know, some putbacks, some tips. It's good because Crowder really wasn't – his shot was completely off all night until the last two shots of the game, the two biggest shots that he hit. But he was doing things, you know, on the court aside from, you know, the shot wasn't fine. What else? He's crashing the boards, putting tip ins he's playing with that energy, so that was good to see.
1: He's still got his four steals, so don't worry. He's still leading the league he's, in steals per game by by a pretty large margin too.
2: Oh, I mean, he's gonna at this rate. I mean, and I said this before. I'm not just saying this now. I have it on, on somewhere on the internet. I said he's gonna make a case for one of these all defensive teams at the beginning of the year because he's gonna get that those minutes. That's gonna be his bread and butter. Is that you know that's his mentality. It's defense first, and so far that's what we've been seeing.
1: So. We're going to end it here. We're going to go to an interview that we did before the game. Real
2: quick, I sure. thought Amir Johnson had his
1: best OK, game yeah, we got to talk about that. Yeah. He was great on both ends. Yeah. You know, and Brad talked about how he was going 100% of their 4 o'clock shoot around, and he was ready yeah. for this game. He w- for I mean, he still missed some close range shots. And that's still happen. an issue. That's yeah. always been an issue with him. But he got be, how many shot attempts did he have? He had 14 shot attempts. He took I 13. A few,
2: I think. I think the box score. You think they him gave
1: up. him one too many? They gave him one too many. Actually, I was noticing there was a, the last shot by Jay Crowder on the NBA box scores. They gave it to him. It was him. so near. So I guess. But still, I mean, 13, I think still. it was
2: seven to 13. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's good. Eight boards, pretty good, yeah.
2: four assists, three steals, three blocks. He had a full stat sheet today. Yeah. And um, it was good. That was his best game of the year after after I would say maybe three or four kind of just kind of their games, not really doing much on, on you know, nothing too noteworthy, especially on the offensive side so he kind of, I think, took it upon himself he told us he was listening to a little drizzy before the game that <laughs> kind of got him amped up so uh, maybe, uh, you know Drake's a, a Raptors fan maybe those two had some fun times together back when he was with the Raptors uh, I'm sure Amir
1: was his bodyguard while he was up in Toronto he was protecting him at all angles he was one of the woes that Drake was running through yeah. the sixth with, very un- <laughs> little known fact, him and Lou Will. Um, so we're going to go to an interview I did with before the game with Tabo Cephalosha, who is a Swiss national, lived in France. Everyone, I'm sure at this point, is aware of the attacks in Paris and mm-hmm. the hearts go out to anyone that was affected by those. Uh, we talked to him about uh, not only the situation there and his friends and family there, but about the issues on the ground in France and the way that the political climate has changed. It's not a basketball interview, but I think it's something that's really important that I think we should all all be aware of and think about from time to time so take a watch uh, and on that note thanks to our sponsors grandstand associate those two together uh this is the garden report on clns radio and celtics blog we'll see you next week you get your take on what's been going on if you've been hearing back from people
6: yeah in Europe. <laughs> yeah i heard of, about a few people uh, a few friends actually that live in paris and that's uh, it sounds like it's pretty much chaos over there but uh it's sad you know to see uh, things like this happening wherever it is in the world do you have any idea what uh, what the situation is like there? I we mean, hearing from your friends? Uh, I mean. Pretty much the same report that you see on TV. I mean, I know they have still uh, some hostages at the Bataclan and, and things like this. So I'm, I'm not sure exactly, but I know it's, uh, it's pretty wild. I mean, I know you live in the States right now, but are you concerned about with the Syria refugee crisis?
1: And I know, France has been mm-hmm. having a lot of kind of tighter restrictions on free, yeah, religious expression, freedom, stuff like that. Yeah. Are you concerned as a as a European person about that there could be more attacks and more discomfort and more tension mm-hmm. because of the way that countries like
6: Reacting. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, when you look at the history a little bit and what's been happening, especially in France, you know, uh, you have to wonder what, what is uh, pushing people to do that. I mean, I think, uh, you know, some of those uh, political uh, restrictions and, and, and laws in place, you know, I think uh, pushes people to feel like they're outcast. And, uh, when you, you know, point fingers at people and, and that's that's a way they, they kind of express their um, you know the irritation and, and uh, you know it's it's very sad to see but at the same time I, I, I think you know you cannot I mean it's in no circumstances, you know, what they're doing is okay. And, uh, you know, um, I hope uh, one day eventually it'll stop. I mean, you face your own injustices here even, so it's obviously
1: something that happens around the world. But do you think, have you ever experienced any sort of injustice to whether it was racial ethnic or anything related when you were back in
6: Europe? Yeah, it happened, you know, but again, I think uh, to me, honestly, you know, it's uh, to be a racist and, and, you know, I think it's people that are not really smart, you know, so I don't really pay too much attention to it. I, I, I live my life the way I want to live it and uh, and I'm happy with, uh, you know, the friends that I have around and, and family and, and people that, are, you know, uh, believe in the same thing I do. What, do you, what would you like to see change? I don't know. It's a, it's a broad question. I, I don't think I can answer this now, you know, but I think definitely, you know, I think uh, at some point you know I think pointing finger at Islamic as a general group you know I don't think it does anybody any good you know I think uh, there's some uh, terrorist people that uses Islam to make act of terror you know and I think uh, that has to be something that you can't just blame it on everybody you know that's Islamic uh, Islam is is a religion that's you know maybe the the, the most uh, religion that people uh, uh, believe in the most and a lot of those people are not terrorists you know and I think it's important to separate the two and and give people uh, in the media especially the right the right vision of what's going on
1: get your take on what's been going on if you've been hearing
6: back from people yeah, in Europe. yeah, I heard uh, about a few people, uh, a few friends actually that live in Paris and uh, it sounds like it's pretty much chaos over there, but uh, it's sad, you know, to see uh, things like this happening wherever it is in the world. Do you have any idea what uh, what the situation is like there? I mean, hearing from your friends. Uh, I mean, pretty much the same report that you see on TV. I mean, I know they have still uh, some hostages at the Bataclan and, and things like this. So I'm I'm not sure exactly, but I know it's uh it's pretty wild. I mean, I know you live in the States right now, but are you concerned about with
1: the Syria refugee crisis? I you know France has been having a lot of kind of tighter restrictions on. religious expression, freedom, stuff like that. Are you concerned as a a European person about that there could be more attacks and more discomfort and more tension Mm -hmm. because of the way that countries like France are reacting?
6: Yeah, I think, you know, uh, when you look at the history a little bit and what's been happening, especially in France, you know, uh, you have to wonder what what is uh, pushing people to do that. I mean, I think, uh, you know, some of those uh, political, Restrictions and, and and laws in place, you know, I think uh, pushes people to feel like they're outcast. And uh, when you, you know, point fingers at people, and, and that's that's a way they, they kind of express their um, you know their irritation. And, and uh, you know, it's it's very sad to see. But at the same time, I, I, I think you know you cannot I mean, it's. In no circumstances, you know, what they're doing is okay, and uh, you know, um, I hope uh, one day, eventually, it'll stop.
1: I mean, you face your own injustices here, even so. It's obviously something that happens around the world. But do you think? Have you ever experienced any sort of you know, injustice to whether it was racial, or ethnic, or anything related when you were back in Europe?
6: Yeah, it happened, you know. But again, I think uh, to me, honestly, you know, it's uh, to be a racist and. and I think it's people that are not really smart, you know. So I don't really pay too much attention to it. Uh, I, I live my life the way I want to live it, and uh, and I'm happy with uh, you know the friends that I have around and, and family and, and people that are you know uh, believe in the same thing I do. What do you? Where would you like to see change? I don't know. It's a it's a broad question. I, I, I don't think I can answer this now, you know. But I think definitely, you know, I think uh, at some point, you know, I think pointing finger at islamic as a general group you know i don't think it, it does anybody any good you know i think uh there's some uh, terrorist people that uses islam to make of terror you know and i think uh that has to be something that you can not just blame it on everybody you know that's islamic uh, islam is is a, is a religion that's you know may, m- maybe the, the, the most uh um, religion that people uh um believe in the most and a lot of the, those people are not terrorists you know and I think it's important to separate the two and and, uh, and give people uh, in the media especially the right the right vision of what's going on um,
5: there's a lot of places on the ground um, we just we just play extremely hard and um, we did we did all the right things to, to, to get us to leave what got the, when you got in like almost a rhythm uh, offensive rebounds I think you guys like, 17 what's is it just a matter of effort, or positioning, or like just this effort. effort? We had, we had, the, we had the attitude, the effort to go after them rebounds, and understand that you know if we get our hands on them, we're gonna, we're gonna keep them. And uh, we, we played really, really well. Uh, we did a lot of great things, well, but you know we can't really harp on this. this one game. We
7: gotta move forward. Talk about specifically the last three minutes where you just really completely shut them down
5: as a team? Um, I just thought we, we locked in. We knew we knew what they was going to. Um, our coaches did a great job preparing us and uh, we, we were just ready for anything. Whatever happened, we, we were ready to throw the kitchen sick at them. And, and that's what we did and we got our stops. It is one of might be an important win for you but not for us we're, we're, you know what i'm saying every, i mean every win is important don't get me wrong but you know just because they're they're higher up the charts because the record doesn't make it a, a, a higher win than you know the one we won on tuesday it's just it's another win and now it's just, our focus is on okc
1: your rebounding numbers have been good but do you feel like especially tonight your boxing out is improving to the point that you're actually freeing up opportunities from other guys in your this? <laughs> um. No, I mean that doesn't really that doesn't really
5: change anything. It's just you know our guards. We, we told our guards uh, as big. You know sometimes we're going to be boxing out. Sometimes we're not going to always get them. Um, it's your job to come over, the top and, and clean it up. And that's what you know. Jay did. Isaiah got some down there. Um, Evan always rebounds. Um, you know, smart. I can keep naming. We we did a great job as a as a whole rebounding the basketball. With all
4: the bigs,
0: talks about Kelly's game tonight.
5: Oh, he played great, he, he found the rhythm, he, he, he shot the ball well, um, he, he played a great all around game. He was very active on the defense, and the hands was, was everywhere. And we we're, we're just, we're, we're happy to see um, him bounce back. You know, the, the Kelly of last year uh, have a bad game, and a couple will follow. And this time he, he's just bouncing back right away. And that, that's a sign of his maturity, and, um, and we love it. Jared, who are the real Celtics? You guys in the third quarter, or are you guys? that consistency. Um, I mean any given night it can change, you know what I'm saying? But we, we pride ourselves on um, just playing hard and uh, executing our offense and moving the ball face to face. Everything that Brad says in, in media, um, he's not just telling it because it's y'all, he's telling that to us as well. So you know he's really he's really uh, reflective on, on what he says in media to us and, and we're just we're just playing playing the right way and we're making the right right plays in the ball. No, we played a great 49ers. What does it say about this team, Jared, when it seems no matter who is out of the rotation, who then gets back in rotation, they seem to be able to contribute, pick up where they left off the floor? Um, that just says a lot about, you know, the efforts they put in the gym. Um, you know, I, I, every day I see Tyler, Tyler's doing conditioning, because um, he's not getting the minutes that you know, he normally gets. You know, um, he's lifting, he's constantly in the gym, working on his game. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a big time um, hats off to Tyler, because, you know, from going from starting to, you know, sometimes not even thought about uh, to be thrown in this game in the middle of the game like this. And, you know, for you know, some of you guys, y'all say it's, like it's a high-caliber game because you know Atlanta Hawks in their record but Tyler was ready. Tyler was ready, and that's what's being pro's pro. You do this last year, you never know what you would get from um, a guy like Kelly, me, or even Tyler. Um, just that year, under our belt in maturity and understanding that you know this team needs us at any given second um, to put ourselves to the side.
2: That's,
5: you got to tip your head off the top. Is shooting contagious in the first half you guys couldn't buy a basket and then you still to go into the second? No, I mean, it's just, we have great shooters. <laughs> <laughs> um, we just, sometimes you go to a slump where you can't make a shot. And um, you, got, you, got to, you got to tip your head off to us for, you know, again, two years ago, a year ago, we wasn't making shots. There was no chance of us being in the game. We were trying to hang our head, body language would be bad. but. Um, we miss a shot, we're back on the defense end, we're 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 communicating, we're talking, and we're creating plays for, for one another and, and making shots a lot easier instead of going one on one, you know. Like I said a year ago, I don't know what you would get, you know, we're kinda immature now we're maturing.
1: Thank you. Sure. What was obviously a fabulous season last year. What ways do you think the team can can grow this year? Um,
8: just making sure that we keep getting comfortable. Uh, in this system the coach wants us to run and uh, making sure that we're challenging ourselves being better defensively um, you know there's definitely areas that we can be a lot better in so that's something that that we try
1: to work on what is the addition of Tiago splitter meant obviously some to open a lot of eyes in, in the off season. it seems like he's you know, still kind of finding his way within what you guys are doing
8: yeah I know Tiago's been great um, you know I think it means a lot to our team uh, he brings a guy that defends well, that rebounds, finishes well around the rim, um, a smart player. So, I'm, you know, we're very happy to have him here.
1: Is it important too to have a guy who's won a championship at, at this level, kind of knows you know what it takes and, and can help to bring this team there?
8: Uh, I just think it's important to have that type of guy just because of the character that, that, that he brings and that he has. Um, and, uh, um, you know, I just think it's a great addition, you know, the fact that we have him here with us. You're gratified that, you know, he, your career in Atlanta I mean in terms of getting
2: a championship I mean, you just feel like it helps you get that much closer I know it's you know, at the beginning of the journey but in terms of your championship ambitions
8: um, yeah I mean it's you know that's really it's, the beginning of the season still that's something that you know you want to get to that point eventually but I understand there's a lot of work ahead um, you know we're still as a team we're still getting better um, and I uh, you, know, you need a lot of things to fall in the right way in order for
1: something like sure. that to happen. Which ways have you grown as, as an offensive player? You've always been an elite defensive player in this league, one of the best in the game. And In what areas have you worked and you think you've, you've
8: improved uh, on that area? On offense, um, I just think that um, you know, making sure that I always try to expand my game a little more. And uh, you know, I'm at the point now that I'm comfortable if I have to shoot the three-pointer. Um, Making sure that I'm uh, just making the right reads, when to drive, when to shoot the ball. Um, Trying to, um, you know, just uh, be better at, Penetrating an attack. and attacking, so I think that those are the areas that you know that I've tried to improve, and it's made me a better offensive player. Was that something where you said, you know, "This is an area where I can round out my game," or was it
1: kind of you know, looking at this team skill set and seeing what T can do down low, seeing what Millsap can do down low, and kind of stretching the floor and complementing them? Um,
8: yeah, I think it's just uh, a matter of the south where the coach wants us to play, and in order for me to be effective in this system, I feel like it, it challenges players in my position in that way. So it's something that, that I've tried to, to work on to help our team. You've
1: already taken as many threes this season as you did all of last season. Is that something you're kind of looking for the yeah, three-point really shot really or really is it really just really kind of natural really product really of the off offense?
8: Um, yeah, I'm looking for them. I, I think that, you know, I, I've worked a lot uh, in the offseason to, to shoot, to take those shots, um, and, you know, I feel much more confident on shooting them
1: What type of work did you do during the offseason to improve your shot?
8: Um, I mean, just uh, not nothing out of the ordinary, just making sure that I got the repetitions, um, that I felt good about it. Um, uh, and, and I think for me that was the biggest thing. I never really got any repetitions in the summer taking three-pointers. Uh, you know, and, and before I get in the game and do something, I like to make sure that I feel pretty good about it, I've worked on it, and that's what I did this summer.
1: Has Coach Button emphasized that this year they want you to be taking more threes?
8: Um Yeah, he's emphasized he wanted me to work on it. It's not something that it's the priority for me, but he did express that he wanted me to work on him, and I did. Al, what's your impression of Dennis Schroeder so far this year? Dennis has been great. I mean, I feel like he's been getting better every year, and, um, you know, this year is no different. I feel like he had a really good uh, Euro basket, and I feel like that gave him a lot
7: of confidence coming over here to play. Did you watch him?
8: Said before in the shoot arounds, you were going 100 miles an hour and you were really locked in.
9: Yeah, you
3: know, I, I try to find a way, you know, every game to just just come, come to, with energy, you know. And uh, today, you know, I had the rookie Terry bring uh, his boom box in place, and play some music in the locker room just to get everybody's vibe on and everybody's energy up, you know, because we come here like, like four hours early you know, just to get everybody going. What are uh, well, you guys listening to? It. Uh, future, a lot of Drake, you know. Uh, I would a great something like that, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Evan Turner said
8: that he thought that maybe you tried to. Make up for the last game you had when you weren't as productive. Uh,
3: yeah, you know, uh, a few games. You know, uh, anytime you, you, I've been in the system, you know, for like six years. You know, trying to adjust here. You know, just trying to find ways to pick up my energy. You know, the one thing I did is just, just go back, you know, to my normal self, which was just playing with energy, playing hard, running the floor, you know, blocking shots. You know, just trying to find a way uh, to get get going.
8: Um, how how do you think it has been going for you this year? Oh,
3: uh, pretty good. You know, uh, everything's been so positive. Um, guys play hard, uh, we work hard and Brad's been great for us. It's,
2: it's been a little challenging for you though, just again coming from a place trying you've been there so many years just to
6: adjust, you know, it for the first time in a long because you have your,
3: your mindset, you know, just, just playing, you know, how we've been playing for six years, uh that rapid defense, you know, and just to kind of transfer that, you know, get the hang of it. You know, it's gonna take time, you know. It's it's coming, you know, I mean it's not gonna happen in one day, but it's definitely Definitely coming along.
8: Did that three pointer get you going early on? I I think so.
3: I think so. Once I seen that first shot go, Um, and uh, especially on the defensive end, you know, got myself going, getting a couple stops, you know, I think transitioned my hard play.
9: I mean, do you find, is the ball finding you more this year? The guys looking for you, it seems like when you're open, you're getting the
3: ball. Um, I, I think we're, we're starting, today we're starting to just share the ball a lot more. We're, we're seeing what works for us. Uh, we watch a lot of film, and uh, once we move the ball side to side, you know, our, our offense is unbelievable, un- 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 <laughs> and we add defense to that, you know, we pretty much
8: unstoppable. Do you think this victory shows what this team can do? I think so, and
3: I still don't think we've we played to our full potential. I, I still think we have a lot more, you know, to offer on the court. You know, it's just going to take some time, you
0: know, guys talking the ball, guys talking on the defense. And we definitely saw some flashes today.
10: Um,
0: today, but you just didn't uh, have it 100%. Is this, is that, did you think you were going to be able to go over the last couple of days, and it's just not working out for you?
7: Yeah, I mean, coming in this morning, I, I thought I would give it a shot. Um, but I always trust Ed, um, our trainer, said he didn't feel like I should. It's not 100%, and so I'm sitting out. And I'm just going to continue to get treatment and myself for the game on Sunday. So what happened, did someone kick you during the game? No, I felt like a, a kick, but I actually strained my calf. Is this one of the injuries, you just have
1: to have patience?
7: Yeah, I think an injury like this, you're usually out like two weeks. Um, but they're doing a great job. I'm feeling better every single day, and um, I just have to, like I said, continue to get treatment and take care of myself. So I'm ready for the next game.
0: It's tough because I know obviously you want to play, but you've had a couple of times in the past where you tried to come back quick from an ankle thing and then it's kind of dragged on. Is that, is that kind of a lesson learned for me that you have to be as patient as possible?
7: For sure, but not only that, it's tough. Um, not being able to be there for my teammates. Um, that's why I wanted to play so bad today. Like I had my mind set like yesterday, like I'm playing no matter what. Uh, Ed always reminds me I have to be smart. Same with Brad and um, you know, help change my decision. And, I'm just, can't wait till I get back on the floor so I can help my teammates. So it's,
0: it's two weeks not your timetable? That's usually
7: what it is that you want to do? Yeah, it's, you know, growing. Usually when you strain something, it takes longer to heal. But, you know, I've I'm imp- played through injuries. You know, that's, that's me. And um, I'm not going to be out for two weeks no matter what. So, um, like I said, I'm just trying to prepare for the next game.
0: Is it frustrating because you had, you know, the finger in preseason and then uh, that, Hand at the start of the season, it seems like you keep getting caught with like these
7: minor things that you know, get you for a day or two. Yeah, it's frustrating, but things like this happen, especially with the boy I play. Um, just can't worry about it. Just have to continue to stay positive and try to improve um, as an individual by watching film and um, continue to keep my teammates positive. That's my main focus when I'm around. Uh,
8: Brad, um... Amir Johnson hadn't been real productive the last few games. What was the difference in him tonight, you think?
0: Um, Well, you could see it in our shoot-around. I mean, he was going 100 miles an hour in our 415 shoot-around. So you could tell that he was really locked in and engaged. Um, But you'd have to ask him. I mean, he was great the whole night on both ends. Just what have you thought of him this season? Well, I think he's just getting used to us. the biggest thing is that he's he's figuring out kind of how we want to play, how to play off of each other. Um, you know, our lineups have changed because of injuries, um, and that's a unique challenge for a guy like that who's also just trying to figure it all out. But you know, defensively, he gives us a presence in the paint and that showed itself true on multiple occasions today, and I thought he was just really locked in, um, and his stats would suggest that. Brett, what did you see um, with the shot clock rundown when you called that time out with
2: nine seconds left? And then, what did you think of the way the guys kind of closed it out? Just after wanted that? to
0: get Isaiah back in. The execution down the stretch was as good as as good as we've had. Thought it was really good. Um, I felt, I, I, you know, we we met as a staff at halftime, and I don't know what the score was, 43 all or something like that, and and I just felt like we were getting great shots. And I thought the best way that we could talk about it was what we talked about earlier in the day was, our we didn't we weren't giving up transition baskets and you know, we were doing a good job on the glass like we were really locked in we just weren't making anything and then, we went on that stretch where we made some shots and, you know I didn't think they were any better um, than the shots we missed in the first half they just went in.
7: Coach, um, Jared Sullinger third straight game he's had a double double for you. What's been the key to him just being? As consistent as he has been, both scoring and rebounding the ball for
0: you. Yeah, I think he's just got a really consistent um, approach right now. I think his mindset's in a really good place. Um, you know, uh, just, there's a lot of little things that you kind of see day to day that you feel really good about where he's headed. Um, so, you know, it's not surprised I me. Mean, he's a good player, and um, you know, he's a great rebounder, and, and he just continues to figure out what his strengths are against each guy. Um, Because each guy presents a different challenge depending on who he's being guarded by.
7: And this Atlanta Hawks team, one of the better three-point shooting teams in the league. You guys held them, I think, around 30%, maybe below that. What was the key for you guys really not allowing that shot to be a major factor in this game? Well, just as few attempts as possible.
0: I mean, they only shot 20 shots. I don't know how many threes they average. Um, I know that they're a lethal three-point shooting team. And I thought we did as good of a job on Corver as possible to only give him five threes, and you know he still hits three of them. I mean, he's an incredible shooter when you think about that because he had people, you know, basically right next to him the whole night, and the five times that he has an inkling of an opening, he makes three of them. It's pretty incredible. Brad, you guys dominated on the offensive glass.
2: So, what impact did that have on the game?
0: Well, you know, I, I think. Number one is is they are their um, their bigs are really good rebounders, but they're generally a smaller team, and, and their rebounding numbers would suggest that, you know, it's a game where we have to be able to rebound well to, to win. Um, that being said, I thought we got had inside position and a couple of our offensive rebounds, the balls that we kept alive, that we got some some side outs, some out of bound unders on late were huge.
2: And How have you been able to improve in that department overall this season? Because you guys are sixth in
0: the league. Well, we've now had one game in a row where we've <laughs> rebounded well. So, we'll on, the, see. on the offensive glass. So, I mean, you guys. I think offensively, great... it's just about who's who's in the game. I mean, I think Sully's a great rebounder, and I think David Lee's a really good offensive rebounder, and just you know, those guys are going to get offensive rebounds because they go hard. And Jonas had a couple of big plays and tip outs. Jay had a couple of big tip outs, and so that was good. I mean. We had to play really well to win, which was very concerning the way we were scoring in the first half. But we played really well in every other area, and then when we started scoring, it was it was good. That was that was a good that was a good game for our team.
1: You were talking about the missed shots earlier. Did, did the effort plays kind of keep you guys in this thing?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I just and, and I think it goes you know it started with Amir. I think that was really obvious, and you could see it just kind of up front. Um, you can tell Marcus is still getting his his legs and everything back underneath him. Um, and that may take some time. Um, but I thought that the whole night, you know, went to the bench, everything else, guys played pretty hard. I'm sorry,
6: did he's still, still going with him because of
0: what he provides. This, this is how dumb I am. I didn't even know he was 0 for 9. I didn't care. Like, that guy in the fourth quarter doesn't matter. I mean, just he's got a different – I just I just believe in him when it's all on the line and you know he had teague on him the one time and so we posted him so that's a little different but um you know uh he's a he's made big shots his whole career. Uh, yeah coach um you know one of 82 but and it's early uh but this is a good team uh how important to win? One of 82 is the right way to put it I mean I think it depends on if you can continue to build and grow this is a A really tough stretch that we're in the middle of really the whole start of the season when you when you looked at our schedule you knew that there were a lot of good teams on the schedule and and you just you know you know you you try to get as many of them as you can and and they're all hard to get winning a game's hard
1: Uh, coach you guys were able to limit Jeff T a lot tonight from going inside the paint Um, explain to us uh, what was the game plan in terms of limiting his uh, Drives to the hoop.
0: Well, we're just trying to be as good in our pick and roll coverages as possible. I said before the game, if we can get our defense set and make people play in the half court, we're going to give up some stuff, but we'll be, you know, we'll do everything we can to be as hard to play against as possible and we'll be active. Um, So I thought the guys did a pretty good job on him. I thought Isaiah did a really good job at the point of attack, directing the ball all night. Um, And, you know, Teague, I I do wonder if Teague's, when he twisted his ankle at halftime, if if that, you know, kind of that hindered him in the second half, some, but Schroeder's a blur too. So uh, those guys are hard to keep in front for 48 minutes. A couple questions for
7: here. Coach, uh, you got Tyler Zeller in the game there for a few minutes, and it seems that he you know, made an impact pretty quickly. Was there something you saw leading up to this game that made you feel this was a good night to, to dust him off, get him back in there? Yeah, Tyler's a really good player, and we're just, you know, we got a lot of bigs. I don't know how
0: else to say it. Like, and we're not we haven't shot it great so you you want to play some guys that can stretch the floor and be guarded when the floor is stretched and that leaves at least one person out and you know I don't know that it'll always be Tyler in fact I don't you know I I see him playing a huge role for our team and he knows that um but it nonetheless is really hard to deal with but you know we've we've won 3 of the last 4 games and he hasn't played as much, but he'll help us win three or four at some other stretch, and he'll play a lot. And that's just part of what we talked about at the beginning of the year. I mean, it's not real until somebody has to do it, and then it's how they handle it. And he's handled it really like a first class team guy.
2: Coach, you talked about Isaiah. Obviously, the scoring was there again tonight, but 10 assists. Uh, I think it was a team high. Uh, how have you seen
1: him kind of distribute the ball this season?
0: You know, I I just think he studies the game. I mean, I, I we we sat down yesterday for a long time or for a little bit of time, and he had already watched all his clips and watched the game. And you know, that's that's I don't think that's unusual. I think a lot of guys do that, but I, but I think he really delves into it. And, you know, he he made a really good pass to Amir in the and maybe the first or second play, and then was a little bit late on delivering it to him in the second. And he came over and he just said, you know. You know got to get it to him quicker like he he's studying the game and thinking the game and um, that was that's good I mean we need him to spray the ball around as much as we need him to score it uh, you know I think we've been we've had our moments I don't think we've been consistent um, I think we've played a good group of teams so I don't think it's you know and you know I wish we would have played a little bit better in that stretch in the third and fourth quarters against Indiana but um, played awfully well the two games before that, so you know I think just looking at it from a real um, objective standpoint, I'd say that there are things we can improve on and things that we'd like to bottle up and keep doing. What would you like them to do? I just think our, we we need to get we need to be better executed because right now it's it's leading to um, some struggles on offense, but it's also leading to some issues to transition defensively. Um, You know, when we get our half-court defense set, we've been pretty good. And, you know, that should be a major focus of ours. And I think there are ways to improve that. And so, you know, we've talked about that today. And and, uh, we'll see how we play tonight. You know, we're going to find out over the next few games um, if we're improving because, you know, the schedule is really difficult right now. So we're just going to – and I think that's where we need it to be to give us a better idea of where we stand in the big picture. Are
9: you on Avery. Starting five from
0: Wednesday night. Uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna start Marcus. Marcus is feeling much better. Marcus feels feels ready, so he'll start in, in Evans' place. Uh, but Avery's out. What's update
7: okay, with
0: Avery? He tried to go through. Um, you know, he really considering playing. Did not look a hundred percent to me when he went through. Um, and just from a long-term perspective, it, you know, it's a it's a strain, it's a it's a muscle strain. You just hesitate that it would get worse if he played if he's not fully ready.
8: David, uh, he's
0: been the last couple of games yeah. he had that big stretch. Um, he said after the game the other day that you know he feels like his wound is getting back there a little bit more. Did you notice that that was a problem at all in preseason, and have you sensed that he's starting to? Be able to... Um, you know, I I didn't notice it you know a ton but nobody was playing huge minutes in the preseason and I thought that he was um, he was able to get through practice pretty well so um, but but only he knows that and, and those guys you know are in the middle of the game um, there's a lot asked of them when they play consecutive minutes like he did especially in the Milwaukee game where he went 12 straight and uh, that's a good thing because I, I, I agree with you I thought he played well the last two games. What
1: do you think has accounted for him? Is it just being
0: more comfortable? Is it- yeah, I don't know. Again, I, I think I think that we, I think he plays better with with another skilled big in there with him. But I think at the same time, um, it's probably just a comfort level of being around for a few more days. What do you think is causing the
9: turnover issue
0: so far? Well, I don't know if it's as much. First of all, it's it's turnovers, but it's also I think I think sometimes we're all trying to hit home runs. I mean, I just think we're. We've got the ball a second too long. Sometimes we, we need to get to the point where we're moving it better. Um, hopefully, as we get a better feel for each other, as far as the new guys, then then we'll get better at it. But um, people are putting a lot of emphasis on the paint, as they should, the way we're shooting, and you know we're going to have to make some shots to get them out of there. And then once that happens, you you know you'll alleviate some of your some of your problems, including turnovers, just because there's a lot of hands in there right now. So take a second, third dribble and you're in there and you're not at the rim. Boy, there's a lot of people swiping at the ball.
7: That backcourt combo, Isaiah and Marcus, what do you think the strength of that duo together
0: is? They both can handle the ball. They both can play off pick and roll. They're they're unique to each other offensively in some ways too. But um, they've played well when they've played together, so we'll see.
8: What's your impression of the Sox team right now? I mean,
0: a little bit different. Bazemore's playing great, though. You know, and and, uh, and I, I love, you know, obviously Cephalosia didn't play at the end of the season last year, but we played against him a couple of times. I loved his addition last year because he gives him a guy off the bench that can make shots, but also really defend any position on the perimeter. And then Splitter's a great addition just because of his savvy and understanding and the way that he sprays the ball around. I mean, this this team moves it. They don't waste, they don't waste dribbles. They don't waste possessions they find the right guy and they're 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 a headache to play against because you you better be on your toes for 48 minutes or they'll expose you when you're not I mean that Minnesota game when they were down 81 to 47 in 11 minutes they were at 89 I mean it was like 52 points in 11 minutes that was a joke how quickly that thing evaporated so it's a heck of a team they've done a really nice job with it.
6: Jared
5: had some strong where it's about the team's just rebounding issues after Wednesday night's game. How much What did, were they? Just that you guys weren't doing it very Like, you kind of blamed the loss on the rebounding on Wednesday night. Um, it's kind of been, you guys haven't done a great job in that department throughout the early season. That no, we're not doing very or?
0: well on the glass, that's for sure. I mean, it's something that we've got to do a better job at. I'd say if, if you look at our defensive numbers right now, the two areas of are transition and, d- and defensive rebounding, if we can shore those things up, and, and hey, we're going to be small against some teams, um, and even our bigs are small against some teams. Like when you look at a San Antonio out there, and you look at their length and their and their just sheer size. But you, um, but if you can just manage the boards in those games, you know, if you, if you can just manage them, then that's helpful. Is this a team true test of, of
2: defense?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's one of the best offensive teams in the NBA for sure. I mean, it's a. Uh, it's, it's a fun team to watch play, again, and it, and it goes back to the skill. I mean, they've had six guys that have made 10 threes or more. Um, you know, you look across their, their roster, and, the, and some of these guys have continued to develop as three-point shooters over time. You know, Horford's a double-digit three-point shooter. I think Millsap has 13 of them. Baysmore has 16 of them already. I mean, these guys are, are all continuing to develop and continuing to grow and get better. And uh, it puts a lot of pressure um, on your defense when you're talking about all those shots going in. truders made 13, and I haven't even mentioned Corberti. Are you surprised, disappointed by your team's 3.2? I don't think I'm ready to come to a conclusion about it. You know, we're seven games in. I don't think you can make a conclusion about it until you're, you're further down the line. I mean, I, some of that stuff evens out over time. I mean, last, it really kind of depends on the night you ask, right? So, I mean, last Friday night, we were thrilled about the way we were shooting the ball. And um, on Wednesday, we were down in the dumps about it. But I don't think we can ride that emotional roller coaster. We just have to stay in the moment. You know, think that things will even themselves out over time, and they will. I mean, he's got, we've got most of our guys are better shooters than, than they've made so far, and that'll even itself out. Do you like the looks they're getting? Most of them, yeah. I actually went back and watched the Indiana game, obviously, a couple times again and felt pretty good about them. Um, even, uh, we had a couple bad possessions late, but even a couple of the possessions late, I felt a little bit better when I was watching it on film than I did in person.
1: What do you see in that land's development of trying to make all their guys look the like the three point shooters that you want to see reflected in your own career? Development?
0: Well, I don't think it's anything unique to a lot of places around the league. I think, first and foremost, shooters are shooters. Right? So there's, there's guys like Corver and, and he's always going to be the elite of the elite. Um, and you know, a lot of those other guys are really skilled basketball players. Um, some of them were always been shooters. I mean, Horford's been one of the best mid-range shooters in the league for years now. Um, they've just extended that range a little bit. And it's important to do that to make yourself a more versatile player. And hats off to them for doing that, and, and you know, I think a lot of our young guys are working to become that too. And um, you know, it's why you know we need our bigs that can to be able to space the floor um, and be able to knock in shots because it, it gives you a lot of different ways that you can attack offensively and it opens up things for everybody else.
4: Thanks. Uh, you know, I, I, I had uh, confidence something's gonna go in. I was just playing hard, you know, I was trying to, you know, limit Corver and, just um, help my teammates. What did you guys find in this battle on the
8: board? Because you were rebounding like, animals.
4: Yeah, well, you know, we, we were talking about we always, you know, defend pretty well. But, you know, we give them one or two opportunities, you know, by not rebounding. So we made an emphasis on rebounding and being aggressive on the glass and getting out and running. Is
7: that right? something that you can duplicate? Carry yeah,
4: absolutely, on absolutely. I just think, you know, we have to. You know, our game rebound and, you know, it's just toughness ripping the ball down and, uh, you, know, you know, keeping it.
8: Brad said that Amir Johnson was going 100 miles an hour during the shoot around, looked really locked in. Did you
4: yeah. notice that? Yeah, no, for sure. I think, he, uh, I think he wanted to, you know, bounce back from last game or whatnot. But I, I, I knew um, he was going to be focused. I know what Amir can play and, you know, he's going to give us a great game.
1: Team-wise, how significant is this, given who the Hawks are that have lost
4: on the road so far? You, need, you just need wins, you know what I'm saying? Considering that, I, I think it's too early really dive in anything, you know what I'm saying? Whether team's five hundred or 8-0 or anything, it's just too early to really get into that. And, uh, you know, we don't – we're not too much worried about the other team, worry about how, how we do things itself and if we do it the right way and we play how we, uh, we preach, and to our standard, we'll be OK. What
1: was <laughs> the most impressive part of the win you guys, the way that you guys withstood the, their run in the fourth quarter, offensive rebounding?
4: Oh, well, for, for sure. To, what was it, the 10, 12 free throw run? Yeah. To cut our lead down to, like, f- five or whatever. And then the rebound, I think we're down there on, on the glass. That was huge. Uh, I think we all did a great job on the glass, and our defense was tough. What
1: works well when you're rebounding? Well,
4: what do you guys do? Oh, one, one, stopping them. No, too, I think we're limiting our shots, I think offensively. That's not a team you want to get more than one shot at the rim, and then we can get out and run, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, try to make them better.
0: Yeah, so Thank you. calls the timeout. You execute out of that timeout. What kind of transpired there, and how did that kind of lift you guys? Well, the momentum
9: has shifted. We, we felt it on the bench, you know, that, you know, like, an 8-0 run or something like that, and we know we need to make a play on both ends of the court, so we had to execute and come out and get it done.
0: How sharing is that for you guys to, to see? You know, a team came back on you last year. I had a couple of times you
1: guys gave up, to lead. the team came back on you, and then you responded.
9: Yeah, we just got to lock in. We, we, we're getting better with it, but we don't want to. Uh, we know teams ain't going go to the run. They're going to push even harder for later in the game, so that's when we got to lock in even more. And um, as a group, we're, we're getting better, but it's, 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 it's a learning process for us. Coach. Is
3: that an execution sort of reminiscent the- of?
9: So, yeah, I mean, we, we bring it over or with us. You got to build off of it, you know. And a lot of guys who, who were around last year know uh, that's what it's about. Late, late in the season, you got to execute plays, and uh, you got to make, make, make the shots and make the stops when it counts. You guys
2: hit the offensive glass really hard tonight. Um, was that a point of emphasis going in, or is that just kind of how it yeah. shook out? Not that really, we just
9: wanted to. We, we just played with a high motor. Everybody just turned it up a notch. We had a bad loss the other night, so we just uh, guys were very. Very anxious to get it done. And we just uh, tried to make them pay where we knew we could make them pay in this offensive class and uh, getting back in and getting running the transition.
1: This is really the first game that was a one or two possession game at the end where you guys were able to pull it out. How much of that is going to be a springboard going forward? Yeah, for
9: sure. It's showing that we're going in the right direction still. We're growing as a unit. and. Um, uh, we need that going forward, you know, we got to keep building and keep keep standing on it But uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a lot of momentum great momentum going into the next game and the next road trip See how much of an icebreaker was that 3 pointer? for you? Well, it felt good. I, I missed a few. I airballed one. that looked, felt good, you know, so just staying with it Mind over matter and I put a lot of work into it So I just believing in my work and just knowing my, my teammates believe in me knowing I can make the next shot So I know when it comes back around, I have to make it then you pulled up and you hit the mid-range. I mean, did that, those two related, when you hit the next one after? Yeah, I mean, they, they ran me off the line. Ken Bazemore did a great job of running me off the line. I just, uh, one dribble pulled up and I didn't want to, going to paint and uh, just, just try to step into the shot and make it, you know, just taking what the defense giving me at that point. You
2: feel like Amir is starting to get comfortable here now? For
9: sure. Uh, I told him tonight that's the best defensive game I ever saw him play. It helps me even play more aggressive on the, on the perimeter and Marcus and Avery helps us knowing that we got a back back end like that who's rotating, going to come over and rotate if our guy beat it. So uh, it helps a lot. It helps our whole team defense and I told him it's a great job on his, on his uh, behalf tonight. You
0: guys had the 15-point lead. They got it all the way down to three points there. What does it say about
10: this team that you guys were able to come out of that timeout, execute, and then shut them out the rest of the game? Um, just, just stay level-headed. We knew they were going to make a run. They're a great team. And that's what great teams do. They don't give up. And we just, we just executed down the stretch. Um, they made their run, and then we just finished the game off at, at a high level. So, um, those type of nights gives us confidence and knows that we could we can execute down the stretch and get a win against a good team.
8: What do you think of the way Amir went after it tonight?
10: Um, he brought energy from the jump. Um, we need that from him. Um, he, was, he was a big factor in our win tonight, and that's what he does though. He brings energy, he gets rebounds, he rolls the basket. He does a lot for us, offensively and defensively, and we just need him to stay at that level. Is it nice to finally see some shots fall in the second half? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, for everybody, There's a confidence building. We just got to, like Coach said at halftime and before the game, shoot it like you're gonna make it. Uh, we can't shoot any worse, so <laughs> we got to just keep continue to have confidence and, and and like he said, shoot it like 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 you know you're gonna make. It. The way you guys executed in the last four minutes sort
9: of reminiscent
10: of how you did things down the stretch last year. Um, no doubt. Uh, we just stayed composed. I mean, they made their run, but we didn't panic. Um, Young teams usually panic, and and we just, like I said, we stay composed and and made plays down the stretch and and got the win. And, And we need to do that to take the next step as a team.
6: Jeff Teague, and that's why they
10: were able to penetrate in the first half. What do you think the difference was in the second half for them from getting to the hoop? Um, they just seen bodies. They seen more than one guy. I mean, when you got a, a great guard like Jeff T and Schroeder and all those guys that like to attack the paint, um, you got to let them see more than one body. You know, see see Shrink the floor on them and, and, and make them see five guys. So I think in the second half we did a lot better job than we did in the first half
5: to say, you guys are pretty locked in with the scouting report. Guarding Corver, forcing their secondary guys to kind of beat you.
10: Um, no doubt. Um, the big thing was was stay connected to Corver tonight and don't let him see anything easy. He had a couple of transition threes. And, you know, I mean he's gonna hit. He's one of the best shooters in the world, and um, we did a good job on our scout tonight. Is that
9: you? Ten
2: tonight. That's the you kind of take pride right in, you know, not just
10: scoring but kind of being the facilitator out there. Uh, you can say that. I just I just try to make the right play, man. Um, my teammates did a hell of a job with, with completing the play by making the shots and, and being in the right positions and i just try to go out there and make the right play each and every time down and um, i'm still still getting better at that and and figuring out when to score and when to be a facilitator one final question please say, i
9: mean the whole mental game sure you've dealt with when teams adjust they collapse
8: they've done 20 different things and you have to react to that is that a challenge you look forward to you relish when teams like
3: the other night collapse and then what you do the next um, no doubt
10: great players adjust um, you know they're they're gonna try to stop you and, and you just got to figure it out professional I want to be uh, one of the best guys to ever play the game and and that that comes with it Knowing that teams are gonna do whatever they can to stop you and um, I just got to figure out throughout the game it's a long game coaches helped me out my, my teammates help me out and, and I go from them, so I think I did a pretty good job tonight just adjusting and knowing when to pick my spots and knowing when to get other guys involved. Thank you, R.D. Thanks.